What's up, people? It's another episode of The Giants. Guys, I know I'm late. I'm doing this whole coaching football thing, and it's raining, and I'm like, I'm doing one of these things. I'm like, I'm like doing all that crazy stuff for hours. It's crazy. It's intense. So let's get the guys in here. We got plenty to cover. Can you feel freaking football in the air? I mean, it's awesome. Maybe it's just the way... Maybe it's just me and the way I smell right now. I don't, I'm not really sure if that is. Let me bring in nails. Let's bring in Chris. Bang. What's, what's hey, Craig. Hey, everybody. What's big week. On? Big week. Hey, big week. Look at you. You're all smiles, dude. You yeah. can't control yourself. We're, we're all smiling before the opening game. We're optimistic. Yep, exactly. Let's get in Spartan Mike. Everybody's favorite Spartan Mike. You Bang. already know, Craig, what's going on. The king has arrived himself. No, I'm just kidding, everybody. <laughs> Craig, you're wearing a great hat. Chris, you're wearing a great hat, too. I'm loving it, guys. This is, this is beautiful to see on the screen. A beautiful Michigan State Spartan hat and a New York football Giants hat. Of course, it's the New York Giants uh, talk show, of course. So uh, we yes, stick yes. to one topic here. So, gentlemen, um, we uh, are late. My fault. Uh, again, coaching football thing. Um, look, I even have a credential that proves that I actually am allowed to coach kids. Um, but I am allowed to talk about Giants football also, and that's why I brought – you two guys in because you guys are, you know, you're like the fan favorites. They love, they hate me. They love you. So I need you guys here to break some stuff down. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but you guys know, you guys know I'm butthurt over this. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to put this up on a screen. And our first topic of the day is just let's let's just go through this Blake Martinez thing. We will not spend too much time on it. I don't want to belabor it. Um, but I do want to say, guys, that this seems to be at this point that it was more of a, hey, I took a pay cut. Hey, it looks like I'm a two-down linebacker. Hey, you're not letting me call the defense. You know, hey, you drafted my replacement you know, maybe, uh, maybe I should go, you know, it, it seems like a little like, you know, cause I honestly think that he would have been great. I think he's good for this team. I think that, I mean, we, I think we still have, we're putting all this like Calitro and, and Crowder. We we're putting, we're putting like this, this love affair with these backup linebackers and it blows my mind. And we're just, and guys, I'm going to turn it to you is, Everything that we hear is believe in the system, boys. Believe in the system. Believe, believe. I've been le- believing for eleven freaking years. I'm tired of believing. Uh, uh, Spartan, give me, give me your philosophy, your take on this Blake thing, because I did. I understand it's uh, water under the bridge, but it's worth talking about for a couple minutes. It's, it's absolutely worth talking about. We haven't, I mean, we haven't uh, brought it up yet. My thing is this. I am so sick of watching the Giants the last five years. And again, guys, take everything with a grain of salt. I understand we have new regime. I'm not going to knock them just yet. All right. We start losing, go a couple years of losing. We'll have a different discussion. It's all good. I don't like to the last five years, the Giants always try to start rebuilding by getting rid of their most talented players. We just lost Bradbury and Martinez's pass off season. I know last year wasn't particularly their best year, uh, but I really, really do not want to go into this season uh, creating holes uh, without being able to replace them. So I'm very disappointed in what happened. I understand that wasn't even necessarily a management thing. I don't know if Martinez, um, knowing he wasn't you know, voting as captain, would have came back in full force, but I just feel like there was a way that you know they, they could have kind of talked him out of going. I'm disappointed. I don't want to hold it linebacker. Uh, this does create a situation for the Giants that they're going to have to address in the future. Just another laundry list of holes that they have on their defense now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad you said that because you know what? What I don't understand are these two philosophies, Chris. One is, on one hand, there go, is, you know, um, Blake Martinez didn't fit the system, which is a bunch of crap from a bunch of people that don't understand because like, like linebackers are still important. No, it's a, I understand you need cornerbacks and you need a pass rush, but they drafted McFadden. Who's like a clone of, of, of Blake Martinez, you know? And, and so, so why would they draft McFadden? 
if if Martinez didn't fit the system. Then the and the other side is that he wasn't that good to begin with, and that blows my mind because two years ago they were ranked thirtieth against the run, and in this first year he took them from thirtieth to tenth. So Chris, talk talk to me about you know you know his importance and why is it McFadden starting? Well, when you think about all-time linebackers with the Giants, Blake Martinez would have fit that role perfectly. I mean, he's an old-school linebacker. Now, Giants went down to 53. They made the roster moves on Tuesday on cut-down day. So my opinion is, you know, if the Giants wanted wanted Blake out there right away, they would have just cut him loose on Tuesday and get him a jump start on being a free agent, uh, a veteran free agent. Now, he had one more year left anyway. He was going to be gone in 23. Micah McFadden, he's going to be groomed as the new, you know, middle linebacker moving forward or inside linebacker. I think there was uh, – and Blake doesn't seem like the guy to cause problems or cause waves, but I'm sure Blake wasn't happy, whatever it might be, the system, maybe with Wink, maybe just with the, the, the whole situation, the way the defense was going to be run, his playing time, like you mentioned. So I think both sides may have just come to an agreement that, you know what, maybe it's best for both sides if we just cut him, uh, he moves on. I'm not happy about it. It shows me that the Giants really don't think they are a playoff team this year and they're going to take their lumps and see what they have with the young guys. And, and by the way, young guys, as in Crowder, we still have this love affair with the worst linebacker in football. I mean, at every stat, this guy is the worst. And we have this, like, crazy love affair with him, and I can't figure it out. Well, if we don't want Blake Spartan, why is it McFadden Spartan? Like, what do you have to lose? He's not calling the defense, and, he, and he's supposed to, like, be, like, the heir apparent. Why would you roll the dice on Crowder and Calitro, who, by the way, you cut. I, I have no idea. I, again, I, I don't understand. Like, if, if I just feel like if I were rebuilding a team myself, what I would do is I would replace the holes that already exist. And even if a player, uh, you, you know, if there's a player that was, you know, for the past couple seasons better than everybody around them, I wouldn't get rid of them after one year. I would keep them around until the team around them becomes so talented then I can worry about replacing them. But the Giants are not in that spot yet because, like you said, Calitro uh, and uh, Crowder are not good enough. Let me, let, me drop, let me throw this up on the screen because this is a, this is a great comment. I've said it before, but uh, real cold G, uh, which thanks for jumping in. Here you go. Crowder even stated that he played better, better next to Blake. So you tell me. Like, why would I get rid of the guy that everybody was looking forward to coming back? Now, they didn't vote him captain, which something, you know, I'm sure that threw him over the edge. It seems a little weird that he wouldn't be voted captain again, regardless of injury. When does a captain ever lose his spot to injury? Like, you know, does, uh, you know, does uh, J.J. Watt not be a captain when he got hurt? Or does, uh, you know, does Tom Brady lose his C when he got hurt? Like, you know, that one year when he had the knee injury and Matt Castle had to play? I don't I don't kind of get it. Um, I mean, I relationships. Also- no, Mark Thompson brought it up on the screen, uh, if you could pull it up. He said something yeah. about relationships, and I think there's a good uh, good point there. Yeah, it's a whole new regime. I mean, it's a whole new. So you can, you know, forget last year and and, and they voted on it. Uh, this is a whole new, yeah. you know, staff and players. I don't know, I don't know how players. That could be an issue, too, for all we know. Yeah. What was he doing? I mean, Craig, let's be real. What was he doing last year during, like, he got hurt and then what? He was playing, he was addicted to video games or something? Yeah, he was, like, like doing, like, yeah, Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon stuff. And he was, like, you know, hanging out with, like, uh, Ninja, like, this, you know, the YouTuber and the gamer. And, and like, whatever. He's a young dude, and I don't really even care. Like, I just know <laughs> that, like, you know, he got did in he, trouble with his he, wife, and he had some off even, problems. Did he even show up to practice anymore to like be there for the team? You think, or do you think he's just playing box the entire? You know what? It's not, but it's not. Yes, we could have fun with it, but but you know what though? All look, he was still work to me. He, I guess, Chris just alluded to. They didn't cut him. Okay, so it must have been the the captain not getting voted captain that threw him over the edge and said, "If you don't see me as a captain, I probably shouldn't be here." And. You know, and my, in the back of my head, I'm just hoping he doesn't go to Dallas, Washington, or Philadelphia. Yeah. 
And I'm sure the playing, you know, the role he's going to have this year is going to be reduced. It just seems that way. And I would think with the three, with the safeties, now we had two safeties a couple weeks ago. Now we have four. Tony Jefferson will probably get elevated from the practice squad. You're going to see a lot of three safety looks. I think in this defense, you may not even be seeing too many linebackers on the field. Uh, You're going to see a lot of nickel and dime. You may be out there with two linebackers. All right, I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say, is there a little ego here with Wink at all, uh, Chris? Like, do we feel like it's like a, hey, I'm Wink Martindale, New York wants me, GM Joe wants me, Dable wants me. Is there maybe a little chip going on here? You, you know what? From all accounts, everybody loves Winks, and it's too early to probably make that call. But as the season goes along, maybe something like that comes out. Because, you know, when teams don't do well, all the all the, all the the dirt rises to the top. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's, it's just too early probably to even uh, – you know, make a call on that just yet. Spartan, any thought on that? Well, yeah, it's too early to make a call on that. I think the one thing that I I, I dislike a little bit is, um, I mean, I kind of get the sense that fans are kind of having the feeling, like the warm feelings about him, like we all did with Betcher. Betcher was good in Arizona. He was a scheme guy. I feel like, you know, this could be the same situation. I don't like it when coaches can't seem to find, you know, formerly very good players uh, work because well, of the system issue. Why can't you make your system adjust to players? It's always been a little confusing to me. All right, hold on a minute. Stop the show. If this is at all, if there, you're going to have to source this, man. All right, because Blue City Empire Sports is throwing this out here. I'm going to put it up here. Um, I can't, I can't uh, say this is factual or not. So maybe someone else can. Um, Wink Martindale said. He had more faith with Mr. Irrelevant, which is Crowder, than Blake Martinez. I, I don't know that to be true. Maybe someone out there knows that to be true. I did not hear that statement, and I don't want to start any rumors. Um, but if anybody knows or, or have either one, either of you two heard anything about that? No. First, okay. No, no, no. So I'm, I got to take that with a grain of salt. Blue City Empire, if you, which I appreciate you dropping in the show. There's a ton of you guys popping in here. Uh, if, if that is at all something that you really heard, just pull me a source, man. Just cause, cause that's something that like, you know, over here, you know, me, man, I love to blow the TNT if that's real. Um, I would think so, New York media would have been all over that if that, uh, you know, yeah. would have come out, it's but good, I don't know. It's a great point. Yeah. yeah New York media, yeah, Mark Thompson said he hadn't heard it, but Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe no. it's floating around out there. So anyway, I'm going to miss Blake Martinez. Um, I think we're, as Chris said, I think we're in for a rude awakening without him. And I'm really not a fan, by the way, of everyone saying how great he wasn't. Like, why do you people do that? Why do like, why do you love a guy? He gets hurt, and then you hate a guy. Hey, well, it's like one year. It took one year. Like, look, if they go two years, then you can probably write them off. But you're right. He got hurt, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, they completely forgot about 2020. Yeah, Every, like, like, like fan base, like all of Twitter is like, nah, he was a scrub. What? Yeah, like some guy told me today, linebackers aren't aren't important. I'm like, they're they're not important like they were in the 80s and the 90s. But try playing without one. I mean, yeah, like, we've been doing it for a number of years now. Look what's happened. <laughs> we haven't exactly. Had <laughs> exactly. Like, like, listen, the guy had 155 tackles. You think that's not a big deal? What do you think happens when you don't have a Blake Martinez? You know what happens? The 2019 30th ranked defense against the run is what happens. Jesus. What you guys miss is you have to stop the bleeding. The bleeding starts with the guys up front who allow the linebackers to scrape free and make plays. Like that's, it's a domino effect. If you guys aren't in the X's and O's, I mean, it's a, you know, there's blocking schemes, stretch plays, zone plays, like stunts. The guys up front are trying to keep the bodies off the linebackers so they can make plays underneath. And by the way, it's not just about stopping the run. It's about first back out of the backfield. It's about screen passes, bubble bubble screens. It's about draw plays. Like, like just because they're not uh, glossy, so to speak, like they're not like, you know, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, guys? They're not flashy. Maybe that's the word. Mm-hmm. They don't have not- as much impact. I mean, let's just be real. They don't have the impact that an edge does these days in a cornerback. And those are the two more no, positions. Again, field, because right? it's because it's flashy, right? The sacks are flashy right. and the interceptions are flashy. But I mean, I will not say you're more critical, but I'm not saying I, I do agree with your point. Like, just because it's not the 80s anymore and the linebacker is not as important doesn't mean we could have used his Pro Bowl caliber talent at linebacker. Yeah. And by the way, and then, uh, and we, I'm going to give, I got to give credit where it's due. 
is, you know, here, Michael Stewart, our, the truth says Derrick Henry uh, just sent Joe Sh uh, Shane a gift card for releasing Martinez. Like, look, you, you don't think for one second that Crowder's actually going to make a tackle. He is going to get drugged up now. I don't know what health condition Derrick Henry is in, but let's say he's 80%, 90% the way there. He's going to drag Crowder up and down the field. Crowder might maybe worn like a cape, okay, on Derrick Henry's back. Like, you know, and, 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 and listen, the other thing is, is that coaches are strategic. They're going to run the ball more because the Giants don't have any linebackers. Get a lot more pressure on Lawrence and, and Williams, right? They're gonna they're gonna definitely have their work uh, cut out for them. Yeah, let's keep moving. Sure. I just wanted to get that off my chest. That like uh, it's water under the bridge. He's better than some of you cats are giving him credit for. Um, and you know you got to stop dismissing players. You know what I mean? It's just it's I, I can give you a laundry list of guys you dismiss, and you shouldn't be dismissing guys because it doesn't work for your fantasy team. Okay, this is like real football. Uh, the next subject I want to get you guys, uh, uh, opinion on Chris starting with you is the Leonard, um, Williams restructure. You know, we've got to kind of, uh, focus on getting away from kicking the can down the road, but the giants were out of money. So how does this work here? What's your thought on this restructure? Well, I think it was inevitable, right? Uh, the, with the signing, with the, with the signees, with, with all the, uh, roster moves. And don't forget when people, when players get put on injured reserve, they have to pay those guys. So that's a big problem the past couple of years too. All these players that went to injured reserve, we had to pay those contracts unless they were released and we, we paid a settlement. So when you look at Leonard Williams, uh, that restructure now, um, the frees up, uh, I think 12 million now in cap space. And they gave, they, they converted 17.88 million, uh, in um in a, in a bonus in a, in a in a signing bonus so now next year what's going to happen is that's going to put his cap number and i would think maybe a restructure will be in order next year as well because now is the, the cap number for him next year i believe uh it was 22 originally and you add another six it's gonna be close to 30 million um yeah. for next year so that's going to present uh you know that was extra money the giants were going to use with the uh, amount of space they were going to have maybe 70 million now that 32 cuts into that which i think is like 15 percent when all said and done so they may be in order for another restructure next year as well yeah you know and yeah listen and i also want to say and i'm spartan i want your, your input on this too is here's another player that you guys dog every chance you get like you guys got to stop, okay? The guy had 81 tackles as a defensive tackle last year. He was asked to stop the run when, when Blake Martinez and, and, and Jabril Peppers went down. He was not asked. We interviewed Pepper Johnson, who was his coach at the Jets, and he said how unselfish a player is. He's never going to be a me, me, me guy and go get sacks when it's at, at the expense of the defense. So, like... And if you don't think 81 tackles is a big deal, go find me a guy who's done it, okay? Chuck hasn't done it. Canty didn't do it. You know, the last guy that I think did it was JPP, and he was a defensive end. Snacks uh, Harrison might have been the other guy that's done it. Two guys in the last eight years. 81 tackles. It's an unselfish job. The guy's a good player. He's going to be back here next year. So I hate Gettleman. Hate Mara. But don't hate Leonard Williams. The guy is a the guy is a a, a fun player and, he, and and you know you guys just are crazy and off base about hating these players. I hate Jones. I hate Leonard Williams. I hate Blake Martinez. Like find a new team, do something. Just stop hating on these guys. Go ahead, Spartan. Jump in on this restructure. They made a good decision by uh, by uh, reworking his contract because they need that money right now. Uh, and, you know, like you said, it cuts into our funds for next year, but we have so much money for next year that I'm not too concerned about how much it cut into. Um, I don't get that excited when the Giants have a ton of cap room anyway. Uh, I, I trust this management to do a better job with the money. But the one problem that I've really had the last couple of years with Gettleman, and really I see this all across the NFL, is I don't see many big dollar free agent signings work out that frequently ever. I, I mean, I hardly ever see it. Yeah. You know, what I want the Giants to do when they get this money next year, right? And, again, Leonard Williams' contract doesn't really affect it that much. He's a good player. I want him here. I need the Giants to execute on the under-the-radar free agent signings the way, of course, he did in the 2000s by getting guys like Sean O'Hara, right? Guys that, you know, are coming off an injury, not that much expectations, 
but the Giants are able to see something or, or you know, see that they're coming along just fine. They got to execute on those guys so that we get value out of the guys that the Giants are signing. This is the I, point I, of signing these $18 million a year guys. They, they almost always fail. And I think to your point, Glowinski is that guy. I agree with you. Glowinski is that guy. I mean, he could, he could definitely prove to be the guy. He could prove not to be. But if he uh, excels this year, then, yeah, he's the guy. That's kind of what I want. Like he's your Sean O'Hara of this year if he pans out. Totally. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, and they will have a lot more money, as you mentioned. So I just, you know, look, the Leo thing needed to be done. And and listen, the player could put up a fight, you know what I mean, with his his representation on the deal. I mean, the guy is willing to call, you know, restructure $12 million. Stuff that we can never imagine what $12 million looks like, right? So, I, I don't know. I'm just a fan of Leo. I'm glad he's here, and I'm glad to be back next year. Um, let's keep rocking, guys, because, uh, you know, it is a little bit late. Thanks for tuning in. There's a ton of you guys in the room, which is awesome. I see all you guys. Uh, let's talk about what I'm super excited about. Um, I'm not going to drone on about it. Let's talk about Kafka being the, being the play caller. Uh, Spartan. Uh, Dable came out and said that Kafka was going to call the plays, um, which is super cool. I don't know if Kafka is going to be in the booth or on the sideline. Um, maybe you guys have heard. What's your opinion on this move? No, I think it's a great move. And well, it's, it's terrific news because hearing that Dabble is, is um, confident that Kafka has the play calling abilities that he can execute this is very exciting to me. Uh, you know, they, if they didn't feel that way, Dabble would have gone in and said, we're going to call the plays for now. As time progresses, we'll see what happens. So Kafka calling the plays makes a lot of sense to me. I'm very happy to hear it. I'd be interested to see what he does, what, what he brings to the table in terms of his offense and how much Dabble influences him uh, over Andy Reid's offensive influence. Uh, yeah, it's interesting too. Yeah, like yeah. Kafka's going to like have this love-hate relationship with Dable on like, you know, like, does Dable slap him on the wrists? You know what I mean? When he doesn't I'm do what he wants. Dable, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's all good. Um, so we'll we'll kind of see how the relationship works out. But the good thing is, is that Kafka's been with Mahomes, Chris, like mm -hmm. from the beginning. You know, yep. all those crazy stuff that Kansas City draws up, as much as we know Andy Reid was like that with the Eagles when he'd be running like almost like a run and shoot with McNabb and, you know, and Westbrook and those guys. So he brought a lot of that. But Kafka's been there the whole time, you know, yep. um, delivering those opportunities for for Mahomes and Kelsey and and, and Hill. Um, are you and, are you confident that he steps into this role with, without blinking an eye? Oh, absolutely! What a better teacher than Andy Reid, right? I mean, no matter what you give Andy Reid, he he turns something into nothing for years. Going back with the Eagles and with Kansas City, um, so you know what I like about the Kafka move is he's going to be in the booth. So now you're going to have the best of both worlds. You're going to have Kafka with a bird's eye view up there in the box, looking at the, uh, you know, the all 22, and then you're going to have Dable on the sideline. So, you know, Dable doesn't like something. He, he's got, he's got the mic on, he's got the headset. He'll, he'll change, he'll, he'll talk to him. So I think communication between those guys is going to be fine. And, and they're going to, uh, you know, uh, they're going to, I think Dable's going to check off on him, you know, to make sure that, um, you know, if he's not happy or wants a different play call than a situation, he's going to hear it on the headset and they're going to communicate. But I think Dable on the field, Kafka in the box is going to, I think that's a great move. No need for them both to be on the sideline if they're both, you know, offensive type guys. I, I remember I something real quick. That was a great point that you brought up. You know, the, the, the plays will adjust anyway. And Jones is probably going to have to call audibles throughout, you know, the, um, the season as well. So it's not, I mean, it, it's not the end of the world, him calling the playbook. If it turns out like there's certain tweaks that need, need to be made, they can, that can still happen. Yeah. And I want to give credit too, by the way, to Lawrence Tynes, you know, Tynes is a friend of the show. We've interviewed him uh, two times. He told me how good Kafka was like a year ago. And I was like, who, you know what I mean? Like before he even came up as a candidate for, for offensive coordinator or, you know, head coach or any of those positions. So, yeah, um, you know, uh, 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 Tynes is a Kansas City guy. So I guess he's known about him for a while. So kudos to uh, to Lawrence, uh, you know, for, for mentioning that to me a while ago. And I like Kafka, young guy, done a lot of great things with Mahomes on like 
all those crazy plays that they draw up and like the fat, you know, the quick screens and the, you know, the, uh, the, the shoots and the, I mean, God, what he does with the tight end alone, I'm excited for Bellinger, right? I'm, I'm excited that maybe they, they, you know, they've installed some stuff for Bellinger that they didn't show in the, in the, uh, Chris, they didn't show in the preseason because they were holding it back, but I would have to think Kafka would want to get Bellinger involved. Yeah, I, w- I mean, he, I would think the model is going to be a combination of Buffalo and Kansas City with with those tight ends, especially Kansas City. I mean, listen, you want a guy like Eric Bieniemy to get a job, right? I know he's been holding out, but just think about the chain reaction, right? If Bieniemy gets a job, maybe Kafka is the new offensive coordinator with KC. So it might be a nice find for once. Something fell in the Giants' favor where we got the guy <laughs> we wanted, and he fell there into our go. lap. So you know, please like, uh, something okay. work out. All right. something. Uh, I love it. All good stuff. I think, I think he deserves, deserves the opportunity and uh, I think he's going to be good at it. I'm excited because I think he's going to, he's going to throw the rock down the field. Um, there's a, there's a subject that I didn't, I didn't put here down here and we're going to um, remind me to get, get to the, uh, let me write a note here. Cause I didn't, there's a topic I wanted to bring up that I didn't put in the notes. All right. Um, before I preview the Titans, Wanted to ask you guys if you've heard anything on Slayton and what's your thought process there. Because I will say to Spartan's point a little while ago, I don't like getting rid of football, good football players. I know Slayton's had trouble, but if Slayton goes and Martinez goes and uh Bradbury goes, like I'm starting to like get nervous that like like these guys are realistically just not gonna give us any good football to watch. Like I know we're not going to the Super Bowl. I don't know if we're going to the playoffs. But do you agree with me, Spartan, that you just want to watch good football again? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, the one thing that I don't really quite understand, again, with this idea that, you know, well, you have you have to absolutely lose before you can win again. I think that's bullshit, to be honest with you. You look at a lot of teams that had to rebuild. They don't, you know, good – Coaches and players, they, they click. I don't understand why they feel like they have to thrash the whole thing aside in order to establish a good team again. Like, you have to be crappy first. Just, you know, most coaches, most successful coaches actually do pretty good in their first year. Uh, McVay uh, with, with the Rams, right? He, he, he had a great first year. Um, you know, I, I just don't see that there was a reason why the Giants, like, just have to accept that they're going 4-12 and 12 this year, 4-13, and 13, and, and we just go on from there. I I don't like that idea. Now, in terms of Slayton, he's not good enough. I don't care. I'd rather see how the wide receivers get a shot right now. I he's he's not, you know, he, he's he's like a C minus of a player, and his potential is completely gone at this point. So I don't care to see him go. So Chris, I wrote a piece today on nygiantsrush.com about Sterling Shepard. Yeah, and if you right. guys want to, if you want to check it out, just go to nygiantsrush.com. There's a piece on there. Some, you know, I think I titled it, uh, you know, Jones and Shepard finding their mojo, or is their mojo back? Kind of a thing. Like, what are we really doing? Like, like honestly, think about football. Like, fifth, sixth round picks, or your number seven receiver, they don't make impacts. They may make one catch that you're like, oh. Thank God we got that guy, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, Manningham never was a three, you know, or, you know, uh, um, like, Sills isn't going to make some humongous impact. Like, this, Chris, is this is about Tony and Galladay and Shepard. If we get rid of Slayton, are we not? And Colin Johnson got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like who are we depending on? Like, well, who I think are we you- staying around? I think you said the key word, dependable, right? I mean, can you depend on Slayton? It seems like when there's a big catch that needs to be made, he, he will make some big catches and he'll drop the easy ones, right? It's kind of like the enigma with uh, with Engram. I, I, you know, when you look at that unofficial depth chart today, he's below stills and he had an excused absence. Now, the last time we had an excused absence, the player was gone we the lost, next day, Blake Martinez. Yeah, so we have to keep an eye on things in the next couple of days because maybe he, there's a trade in place and maybe he's packing up his stuff. Who knows? But I don't think at this point the, the coaching staff even trusts him to be buried on that. We hardly saw him in preseason do anything. He did, I think the writing's on the wall. He did run with the ones on that first preseason game. Were they just showing him? Was that just a uh, was that just a uh, show me for the last, rest of the yeah, week? It was his last hurrah. 
I mean, I, you know, so I, I don't know. 2.6 million. He's buried on the depth chart. I, I don't even understand that. Uh, you know, the way Sh Shane, Shane is operating, you would think that uh, that alone is going to get him out of town just because he's uh, that, that salary. That's why I'm struggling a little bit, guys. And I'm not trying to be a naysayer, but like these moves lead me to believe that the team's ready to go one in 15. Like I just or like I just you're even planning on it, just telling like all their players and coaches, like, yeah, we're gonna suck this year, just accept it. Did, did yeah, like I just I just want to watch good. Were we football. that untalented? I, I didn't think the front seven of the defense was that bad. I thought they were actually above average going into this year. You get look, Martinez out of there, now we're pushing back. If you got look, you got like, honestly, we're not being naysayers, we're just calling it what it is. You got a whole a hurt, a hurt Tibbs, a hurt Ojolari. You got no peppers, no Brad, no Brad show, uh, uh, Bradbury, no Martinez. Now I'm I'm, I'm working on Calitro and Crowder and 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 uh, you know, like just there's not like I, I just don't understand. I'm I wanted to just I just want to watch good football. I just want to watch good football. Craig, okay. let's get through week one. Let's see what happens Sunday when we're gonna then we'll make it. Giants beat the Titans. Could you? I will. All right. I'm going to change subjects real quick, but let me ask you this last question. Is there a chance that they think the offense will be so dynamic that they'll just get in the shootouts with people and they're not worried about the defense? Like, is there any, like, I like that. I like that theory, but uh, that would be fantastic. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying like the defense yeah. is very thin at almost right. every position. We weren't thin at linebacker. Now we're thin at linebacker and cornerback. Right. Well, maybe, maybe Wink, you know, we always, we think he's going to blitz all the time and do all this crazy stuff. Maybe, you know, maybe he drops back and plays a cover two shell and, and just uh, keeps everything underneath. We don't know. Maybe, you know, I would think he, he understands what he's working with. Or we just get torn to shreds just a week in and week out. That's true. Getting he absolutely pulls, uh, ambushed. That's right. And we're he sitting there late in the season in Craig's seats. Just, yeah, he pulls like, the Greg oh. Williams and just sends everybody every time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> let's, let's keep flying through and let's review the Giants. We'll be playing the Tennessee Titans this weekend. Um, gentlemen, I'm going to read something to you. Strap in, buckle up, because what I'm about to read you may make you cry. Um. The Titans' strength uh, is their run defense. In 2021, they ranked second in the NFL against the run, and they were fourth in uh, yards per carry. Um, they were a seventh um, on third downs. They Their opponents only converted uh, 37%. That's outstanding. Uh, and they're second in time of possession, right? Um, if the Giants stand a chance to win it's a shootout right on daniel jones's arm not with barkley rushing you know breed is a i don't know why we even still have Breida, but that's fine like this does not this does not make me feel very good about running the ball um chris your your thoughts on this titan defense well, you don't want to see anybody get hurt, especially uh, an all-pro or pro bowler like Harold Landry. But he went down last week, and he's gone for the year. So, you know, that's definitely going to, you know, negate things a little bit on the edge. Jeffrey Simmons, great defensive tackle, all-pro. So maybe you're going to see a lot of uh, zone running, but you're going to see a lot of outside outside running, maybe some checkdowns, uh, which we're used to with Jones, or maybe some, uh, you know, you're going to see some screen passes, right? Anything to uh, – you know, keep that keep that blitzing and and the pass rush at bay. So, Kevin Bird, the safety, all pro. There's guys all over the place on that defense. They play a single high. Mm -hmm. So when they play that single high, you might want to attack the sidelines a little bit more and get these guys, you know, downfield. So uh, that that could actually play into the Giants' favor if they do open it up a little bit with Tony, uh, Wandell, and uh, Galladay. So I'm it's going to be interesting uh, to I'm see what the game plan is. Uh, 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 Spartan, I'm going to throw Chris's comment up on here. He says, Saquon Barkley gets two touchdowns in this game. Um, do you think that's possible? And if so, do you see that yeah. more in the passing game or the running game? Uh, actually, more in the passing game. No, I definitely do think that's possible. And, and um, you know, do, do I find confidence that the Giants are going to re-sign Barkley after this year, or that Barkley is going to return to how he was his rookie year? Probably not. But, yeah, no, I, I can absolutely see some sort of plan there where, uh, you know, if the Giants get in the red zone – you know, getting two touchdowns for a running back, 
uh, is especially common. And I do expect the uh, offensive coordinator here, you know, Kafka under uh, Dable to get a little bit more shaky with how they use Saquon. So absolutely. I, I definitely think that's a possibility. All right. Then. Um, all right. So Spartan, talk to me about, like we know the defense is good and Chris just elaborated on, you, yeah. know, you know, two or three of their players. Uh, what's your take on their offense? Because their offense does have Henry coming back, you know, from a knee yeah. injury and they have a quarterback that could be super hot or super cold. Like what's your, what's your take on this Titans offense? Well, so I have this weird feeling and because I've seen the giants do this before, right? The giants are going into a team that we know we're going to lose and the giants are playing, you know, I'll give you a good example. The Rams. Yeah. Every time it's like, Oh, Aaron Donald's going to go off on us. He never actually does. The Giants always do pretty good against Aaron Donald, right? I feel like it's going to be the same thing with Derrick Henry. They're going to be able to stop Henry. I, I don't know how well Henry can recover from his injury as part of it. Uh, but I'm worried about is that, you know, this is going to be a game where a lot of the Titans wide receivers who are at question and not very good uh, are going to have an opportunity to really show themselves, and they're going to take advantage of that. That's actually my prediction for the Giants-Titans game, that Henry will be stopped, won't be you know used too much as a force, uh, but the uh, Giants secondary will allow the uh, Titans uh, wide receivers to come into their own, if you will. And, and Mike, just to go off that great point, of course, the big giant killer, the tight end, Austin Hooper, very oh, good yeah. tight end, comes up from Atlanta. I could yeah. see it already, right? Yeah. I mean, we've all maybe, been down maybe, the field so many times. Start him in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, um, maybe Leonard, um, Leonard uh, Williams can use uh, Crowder as like a like a piece of wood and just smack Henry <laughs> just, as he's coming in. Just whip around, just do one of those. Yeah. Just jump on his back. Yeah. Let I him mean, run passionate and jump on his back. Like, <laughs> Crowder's like 128 pounds. Like, I mean, like, he's literally just going to be like flapping in the breeze. Like He's uh, going like to LA helicopter into orbit. I'm going to be Seriously? sitting in Chicago with a, with a cocktail and just watch Crowder just fly right over my head. Now, wait, I will say that the uh, Chris, that the Eagle, uh, Eagles, the Titans did, didn't they not trade away their receiver to the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, AJ Brown. So they're going with, uh, they have Robert Brooks and they have a Traylon Burks, uh, who's actually on the second team. They have another, uh, receiver. Inland is the, uh, the wide receiver on the other yeah, side. Yeah. I don't know much about him. Yeah. So, so the, uh, are you afraid of this offense at all? No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of. Uh, I'm afraid of Henry <laughs> in the middle. What you alluded to, I'm, I'm definitely. Their right tackle is not is is very raw. So they have a guy, uh, Pete. Uh, what's his name? Uh, can't pronounce it. Farit and another guy, Redunes, and they are very raw at right tackle. So I'm hoping Wink attacks those guys. They have a very right good tackle. offensive line, no doubt about yeah. it. So, but that's the weak spot on that right side. Except for this right tackle that Chris is alluding to. Might yeah, be that's, that could be a spot, you know. If Wink pulls us off, I mean, imagine we keep Henry under 100 yards. That would be that would be phenomenal. Hey, a week one stop against Tennessee would be phenomenal for this football team. It would feel very much like the 2016 Giants-Cowboys game. And I have a friend going to the game calling for rain on Sunday in Tennessee. So maybe that's a good thing. Oh, uh, is that a mud? good thing? We Henry's do run, so we can we stop do run, but we do run block better than we pass block. So maybe. Yeah. Well, look, the Titans are a unique team because they never seem to be able to get over the hump, you know, um, they're a playoff team. They're not a championship team. No, no. And, and I don't know if, if, like I said, Tannehill's a nice quarterback. I actually like Tannehill. Don't love Tannehill. So don't get crazy. You don't fire up my, my, my DMS telling me I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I just I like Tannehill. Um, I've always said Jones is a Tannehill light type of player. With except for Jones is more athletic when it comes to like you know uh, RPO and 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 getting after it. You know if there's a hole, you know you're not going to see Ryan Tannehill get up and through that hole and run run 80 yards down the field where Jones can definitely do that. But but a Tannehill's played a lot of ball and he's experienced. Um, I don't know what kind of weapons they have overall. I mean, like, uh, they they don't seem to retain a lot of their stars. So, um, you know, uh, I I have a feeling the Giants can win this game if if you know they execute right. Spartan, any thought to like what the keys are to the game, like what the Giants are going to need to do to win this game? 
I mean, okay, so if, if it's raining, if it's raining, a couple things here. Absolutely no turnovers. I want the Giants to try to hold on to the ball and waste as much time on the clock as possible for an upset that's something you're going to have to do. Uh, in terms of, you know, trying to stop the Titans' offense, you know, what you want to do is stop that, uh, you know, you got to get to the quarterback, um, stop the stop the run game, and then just make sure that you have some sort of secondary coverage scheme where, you know, you're not giving up too much damage at once. Look, I, I disagree with this notion that the best time, you know, that, that going against a good team early on uh, is worst-case scenario. I actually think it's better to play the Titans now than at the end of the season because they're coming off training camp too. There's things that they're trying to get adjusted. You know, they might be writing off the Giants right now. They might not have – they don't really know how to defend the Giants right now because this is a newer team. This is a good opportunity to stun them. Hmm. Okay. I I think – Again, their their defense is stout, so running the ball is not going to work. And you know, you're, if you're forced, Chris, if I'm forced to make Jones throw the ball, can he can he do it? Even though he yeah. looked good in preseason, can he do uh, it? Absolutely. I I think going back to when Dable got hired, you know, he wanted to know what Jones is 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 comfortable with, and I think that's the nice connection Dable and Jones have had in Kafka is that they're going to his strengths, right? What what yeah. is Jones like in this offense? And I think going to your point about running the ball, you got to stick with it, right? They can't bail on the run right away. As long as this game is close, stick to the run and keep pounding it, pounding it, pounding it. Stick with it. Get those two yards, three yards, increase the 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 average per per carry and like Mike just alluded to keep keep that clock going and control the game and um you know I have faith in Wink Kafka Dable who've played against yeah. Tennessee many times they know what they're up against so a, a few AFC coaches on our side uh definitely have have That's some good, good intel on what to expect and I will say if it's raining out this is a great time to play a team that uh because I wasn't aware of the weather this is a great time to play a team that has weak wide receivers this is a fantastic week to do that yeah, so yeah. it could be a good matchup purely on that because our defensive yeah. backs are, are overmatched very I easily. I trust our front seven to stop the run a little bit more, especially with Leo. Yeah, and in fact, if Ojolari is healthy or if Tibbs is healthy, I don't know. Is, is Tibbs been ruled out? No, it looks like he's on the official depth chart. They're going to keep it a question mark, but he's, he's probably going to play week one. Okay. Yeah, so that would definitely uh, make me feel more at ease, but um... – you know, it's 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 hard because, you know, there's so many moving pieces now with this new team, right? You don't go, oh, we're going to be fine at this spot because we're really not, and we don't know, right? We don't know what's happening in that corner. We don't know what's happening in that linebacker. We don't know what's happening in that wide receiver. We don't know what's happening in that running back. I mean, like, there's a lot of unrest, um, you know, on the team. So I'm hoping that, like, just from a talent perspective, I'm hoping they can out-talent. Tennessee, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I think if they play football like the way it should be played, I think the Titans are going to beat their ass, you know what I mean? Just because they've got a stout defense, you know, that's like, and we don't have, we need to score points, right? What's our biggest flaw? We, we can score, we only score 19 points a game. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that, like, you know, we can catch a little fire. Um, all right, let's, if, let's real quick. If we could just see some yeah. functionality, the offensive line click the quarterback play improve and they still lose. I can live with it. Right. All right. Fair enough. Um, you know what I can't, you know what I can't deal with in this game, a 58 yard field goal with three seconds left. Please no tag yeah. it to the heart, either yeah. lose or just, you know, win the, win it outright. Got no heart wrenching losses. No, 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 no. You know. no doubt. That way you can go that way. Like, you know, you can turn it off and, go do something else. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about um, what's coming up in September 26th. Um, Spartan, I know you know what's going on. What is September 26th? Giants, legendary, legendary. Should be Hall of Fame players getting inducted into the New York Giants Ring of Honor. Giants fans, Leonard Marshall on September 26, 2022, against the Dallas Cowboys, I think. He's going to be inducted uh, into the Giants' ring of honor. And we partner very closely with Leonard Marshall. He came on our show. Uh, he's one of the most fun guests that we've ever had on and most insightful as well. 
and we couldn't be prouder to partner with him. Uh, and we bring you the Leonard Marshall uh, T-shirts that we've been making. And uh, let me go get one. Get one, Craig. Giants fans, if you guys haven't looked into it yet, uh, we got Leonard Marshall the other day. You can check Twitter because we got a video of him signing all of them. Uh, Leonard Marshall has signed a bunch of T-shirts for us. We have them in all different sizes. Uh, go to uh, go to NewYorkGiantsRush.com, hit the link, and you'll be able to find these. And if you want to order one, Craig will ship them to you. Look at those. Bring it in. That is the old Giants logo right there from the 80s. The beautiful New York Giants football blue. Turn that around and show that just that signature is awesome right there, too. Is there a little note on there? Leonard Marshall's got a, yeah. a lot of words yeah. back there. Yeah, it says it says Ring of Honor 2022. Yeah. So, Leonard's going in with Rodney Hampton, OJ Anderson, and Joe Morris. Um, um, basically the running backs, you know, through those 80s, 90s teams. Um, and, you know, I got a new batch of these coming in. The store, you just go to nygiantsrush.com, hit the Rush store. And look, guys, first of all, the proceeds are going to the Leonard Marshall Foundation, which is um, basically donating money to help keep college campuses safe. Okay, they go into creating extra resources for college campuses. Um, and so it's going to a good cause. I'm sure you've got either a you're a recently graduate in college, you've seen crazy stuff happen on your school, or maybe you've got kids that you've sent off. So it's a good, you know, to go co- to school. I just sent my daughter off to Michigan State. Um, so you know, those things are those things do hit home. Um, and real and we quick, also want to. Uh, What's that, Mike? Uh, I was just gonna say about those uh, um, about those T-shirts because I know we got Tudo out here and uh, Mark in, in Barbados. Do you ship internationally, Craig? Uh, if 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 they buy them, I will ship them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll fly down to Barbados for you if if we have no other way of getting down there. I'm more than happy to volunteer and you know stay there. Oh, week. so C Rock is in here. I haven't seen C Rock in forever. What's happened, C Rock? Um, you know, uh, um, you know, look, I, I, the t-shirts, you know, we made a bunch of them. I actually have a new box coming in next week. Um, I'll get them to you, man. Like the thing is it's a PayPal store on the website that will give you a receipt. It actually lets me print a packing label and then I send them out. Um, I've got a new batch going out this week. So if you ordered a t-shirt already, they're, uh, they're going out. I've got, I think, uh, including your Spartan, Mike, um, I'd have a big stack going out. Uh, this week here's the thing we want to fill the stadium up with 70 jerseys so we could tell john mara oh gots you know you you waited so long you know what i mean like we're supporting a guy who's and i don't know how many of you people know this but guys okay i know you know lawrence taylor you know carl banks right because you know they were the bookends leonard marshall for 10 years he is you know played for the giants he is third all time in sacks, second all-time in tackles. This was, like, a bad dude. Like, I could show you this. I, I don't, probably it will be too – it's probably too hard to see. But, I mean, like, look, this picture right here. Whoop, the man's, like, five feet in the air. He got up. You know, he got up, and I'm, we're, we want to fill the stadium up. So tell your friends. Tell your season ticket holder friends. Put it on Facebook. Pass it on. We're just trying to fill up a dang stadium with 70s. So when 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 uh, when John Maris sees all these 70s walking around, you know, it's a proud moment for Leonard and his family, but also that we're supporting, um, you know, these, these founding members. Look, we watched the media day. There's plenty of these guys that don't even know who Leonard Marshall or Rodney Hampton is, these young pups. So uh, – Chris is going to be at the game, right, Chris? Yep, we'll be there. I'll be at the game. Um, it's a Monday night against Dallas, and, man, it would be awesome to put those guys in the ring and then kick Dallas's ass. There is no doubt, you know, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, look, we, we, we have them in all different sizes. We have them signed, unsigned. You know, please feel free to, you know, DM me if you have any questions, but it's on the PayPal store uh, in nygiantrush.com. Um, and then I guess what I should tell you guys now is this, that, uh, there is going to be not one, but two Leonard Marshall autograph signing sessions. Okay. So you could bring your, if you don't want to buy the shirt, you could bring your own shirt. 
but we want you to, we of course hope you'll buy the shirts to support. Um, you know, there's going to be a, let's see. So the game is on the 26th. There'll be a signing at Reds um, on the 25th, uh, which is a, a local bar there. And then there's going to be 25, then there's going to be on Friday night, which is the 23rd. There's going to be, I think it's a uh, hundred bucks. I think it's all you can eat, all you can drink. They're shutting the road down, believe it or not, and having a huge tailgate um, um, at this at this uh, other location, which I will get you details. But if you're interested in hanging out with Leonard and some of the players, you know, there's going to be a huge weekend. You know, it's a big celebration. Two autograph signing sessions, one Friday, one on Sunday. The one on Sunday will be with Otis Anderson and Rodney Hampton, I've been told. So that one at, will be at Red's. And then, of course, there'll be the one on Friday night. Um, you know, I'll be there. I'm going to try to get nails out of the house and bring him with me since he's a Jersey boy. Um, so definitely, you know, look for more information on that. And do me a favor, guys. We need your help, too. We love the support. You know, use your Facebook, uh, um, you know, groups. Pass it on. Retweet it for us. Like, we need help, too, right? Uh, if you're an Instagram person, we have a new Instagram account, which is NY. Giants underscore rush. We also have a second Twitter account, which is, is the, is the giants guys, you know, um, and we're trying to give you more content. Um, there's a great story that I wrote. I think it's a great story. I apologize. Uh, uh, Spartan. I wrote a piece about shepherd today. I was wondering what your thoughts were, or if you didn't read it, I was basically outlining the fact that when you look at, you know, the body of work he's had with Jones, he really does move the chains. Like he, you know, you know, uh, him and Jones are work well together. Yeah, I agree with that. So does it come into play that he's going to be healthy for this season? Will it, is it, is he done? Is he, is he over? We're going to see him rebound. I mean, you know, you know uh, when we talk about again. a player like Blake Martinez, I mean, he took one year off. I feel like Shepard's been declining for a couple of years now. But the one thing that Shep always did that was exceptional. Like, he was never going to be a star receiver. The one thing he was exceptional with was the blocking. The downfield blocking was absolutely incredible. And if he's used right, he could totally take leverage to that. To your point in the article, Craig, you know, where you, you kind of talk about that that body of work and and, and – I, I do think it's possible that he has a comeback here. Well, I mean, why not? He's not he's not a flashy wide receiver, but could he just come back to the stage that he was at a couple years ago? I hope he can. No, I really do. But I'm at a point now uh, in terms of the wide receivers where I'm a little bit more excited for the younger ones that we have. Um, you know, but I, I'd rather see Shep flourish here than, than Galladay at this point. Chris. Yeah. 2018 Daniel Jones rookie year Shepard uh, has his best career year 872 yards four touchdowns 13.2 uh, yards a catch um, here's what's super cool about that year Jones's rookie year um, Shep has 66 receptions 47 of them went for first downs mm-hmm. okay I mean that's 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 really high. That's like 73%. You know yep. what I mean? Um, and, yeah, and you know what that tells me? Uh, and great point, Mike, about the blocking, because that gets overlooked. But he moves the chains. He knows where the sticks are, right? How many times have we seen, you know, guys don't know where the sticks are? Shepard knows where the sticks are. And, and if he can't get there, he fights for those couple right. yards. And he's dependable. He catches everything. If Absolutely. you think of another player that he resembles – and I'm not sure who's better, but Jamison Crowder and Shepard are kind of like 1A, 1B. Jamison Crowder, every time you saw him with Washington, caught everything. May not make the Pro Bowl, but he catches everything thrown to him. And that's Shepard, very similar, you know, to, to like a Jamison Crowder. Yeah. His career. And guys, like, you know, I'll quickly, I'll just read you this. 683 yards re- uh, receiving, eight touchdowns. 731, two touchdowns. 872, four touchdowns. 576, three touchdowns. 656 three touchdowns and then got hurt 36 uh 366 and one touchdown like 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 he has good slot numbers he's not if you read the article he's not cooper cup and he's not uh, uh locket and he's not you know waddle and he's not any of these guys that can play inside and outside but like as mike just alluded to like 
I'm I'm more excited for for Shepard to come back than I am watching Galladay because it's a, I mean like what is Galladay going to have to do to actually earn seventy four million dollars? Like he's going to need fifteen hundred yards receiving and ten touchdowns. He needs to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he needs to have a Pro Bowl caliber year. Yeah, and no offense, that that bleep ain't happening. <laughs> We shall see, right? We got to see. We Let's shall see, see guys. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, look, it's another episode of the Giants, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we ripped through a bunch of topics. If you have any more, let me make sure I jump back into the comments real fast in case there's any questions here that we need to answer. Uh, this will be the year that Shep will rock out. I hope so, C-Rock. I'm with you. I'm going to pop that up on there just so you guys can see this, that I'm not making that up. You know, C-Rock says that Shep's going to rock out this year. Uh, Chris says that Shep is also one of the nicest guys on the team. I totally believe that too. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is in the comments here? Jay bones is like, give me some peace signs. Staying healthy is the only negative part. I understand. Hey, Sarah, glad you can make it. Um, Jay bones. Yeah, he is reliable. He just happens to be a little bit on the injury prone side. And as Chris, like Chris, he gets hurt he's because he's fighting for extra yards, right? Yeah. yeah. So does the rest of the receiving core. They all get hurt. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. that's right. You know <laughs> that's a great point. The difference between Shepard and our other receivers is Shepard gets hurt fighting for extra yards. Our other receivers get hurt running routes before they catch the ball. Oh. At least he makes it worth it, right? At least, at yes. least he got something out of it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, gone to the days when you had, you know, uh, Cruz and Toomer and 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 Manningham, you know, like or just you know you talent, missed them. gone to the days we had talent. Just say it. Yeah, and guys, yeah, I wanted to win, but yeah. we will see, guys. Giants, Titans, Week One final score predictions, Craig. Well, um, I'm gonna let Chris go first. <laughs> you get no extra time, Craig. No, you got to go. Mike called you out. You have to do it. Go first. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, uh, Titans, uh, 21, Giants, 17. Chris? All right. My brain says Titans, my heart. I don't Um, I'm going to go with your premise, Mike. You're catching them early. The Giants win this game. I'm going to say they put up 27 points. 27-23, Giants. There we go. Craig, we're going to go two for three here on Giants' take over the Titans. They're going to stun them. The Giants are going to prove that they have everything they need to be a good team. I think it's going to be Titans – or, I mean, Giants 33, uh, Titans 27. Wait, time the frick out. Did you just say that the Giants – the New York Giants, the team that wears the, 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 the logo on Chris's hat, that you're saying they're going to score 33 points? They're going to score 31 points, but the defense is going to get a safety in the uh, in the uh, <laughs> second quarter. The crystal ball, the ball of Mike uh, yeah. Spartan Mike. Very good. Dude, I will send you a case of beer or, the, or, or, or an expensive bottle of wine or a dinner on me for you and, and, and Mrs. Spartan if they <laughs> score 33 points. You don't have to do that. It's all good, Craig. Well, you heard it there, people. Spartan Mike, 33, Giants, 27, Titans. Chris goes with his heart and says Giants, 27, 23. I think Derrick Henry runs over Crowder, that he leaves an imprint in his face mask. Boom. And I go, I go uh, Titans, Boom. 21, Giants, 17. By the way, do not want the Giants to lose. I just – I still think that, that you know, that, that defense is still going to – ball like they still they're still great against you know they're going to shut Barkley down and we're going to be trying to shove it on who's our fifth wide receiver David Sills is going to be catching passes by the third quarter he's actually um, our, our, our second in line so there you go there you go thanks for watching another episode of the Giants guys uh again uh, Leonard Marshall shirts please help us out please don't make me bed a bag go on a YouTube bang 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 hit the subscribe button follow my guys we're O-U-T out peace